I'm Tass Mellis of The Starters. This is Ben Golliver with the Open Floor Podcast. Hi, I'm Christian Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff. I'm OJ Anobi of the Toronto Raptors. Hey, I'm Elena Donon, and welcome to the Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Back to the Double Clutch Podcast. I'm one of your usual hosts, Mike Miller, and tonight I'm joined by Mr. Hugh Hopkins. Hi, Mike. Have you had any issues with your League Pass app recently? I, I don't seem to be getting any games. What, what's going know? on? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, uh, for everyone listening, uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock, you know that coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, has taken the world um, by the throat, essentially, and, and lots of chaos everywhere. Um Stay indoors, I think is the answer. No, what is it called? Uh, social distancing, which is fine for us because we're recording via Skype across the country anyway. Um, made me laugh, actually. Did you see uh, Zach Lowe was having technical difficulties because he wasn't used to recording pods? Um, you know, yeah, remotely. he's been... He's, he- he said that he's been preferring to do them in person uh, in yeah. the past few months or whatever. But yeah, I guess he's got to get used to a different way of working now. Yeah, definitely. Um, so and yeah, one of the uh, one of the, the the many leagues to stop play uh, is the NBA, which was a bit of a shock. Um, but let's before we jump all into that, um, quick reminder: uh, follow us on all social media platforms at Double Clutch UK. Email us admin at doubleclutch.uk. Check out the website www doubleclutch.uk. I think that covers all of that bit, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, so uh, COVID-19 has uh, stopped the NBA. So it all sort of kicked off um, March the 11th when uh, the Utah Jazz were set to play the the Thunder. And shortly before tip-off, both teams left the floor and it turned out that a Jazz player who was not present at the arena had tested positive. Uh, so the game was cancelled. Uh, we now know that player was Rudy Gobert. Uh, all kinds of noise about that. Um, later game that evening was the Pelicans. I want to say Mavs, Pelicans, Pelicans versus someone um, was cancelled. Kings, that was it. Uh, was cancelled before tip off because one of the refereeing team, the officiating team, had been <laughs> at a Jazz game a few days earlier. So potentially. Uh, came had come into contact with the virus, so that was pulled as well. And then very quickly the next day, the entire league was suspended. Um, what we what were your initial reactions then to to the league taking this um, drastic but necessary step to help prevent the spread of of COVID nineteen? Initial reactions were absolutely do the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the states and over here. Uh, in the UK, I think a lot of people have been very critical of the respective governments of how long they've sort of taken to do things. Um, yep. I think the moment someone, especially in those situations where you've got a large number of people, the the moment you've got someone who has been infected and is, you know, uh, positive on the tests, then I think you simply do need to just shut it down It's it's no longer, you know, they they could be elderly people in there. They could be uh, young people. I mean, young people are apparently better protected. Um, and because I'm not a scientist, I'm not going to try and explain actually. But um, certainly, you know, the older people are, are more vulnerable to this. So if there's plenty of people over the age of sixty in the arena, then that's that's not going to be good for them. It's not going to be a good look for the league. Um, certainly, I know, like in in my nine to five in my work uh we've had to cancel a bunch of events um and i'm pretty sure it's the same with 
other organizations and companies up and down the country so I, I think it's absolutely the right thing to do until we get a be- bit of bit of a better grip on this across the globe um thankfully it looks like china is starting to turn a corner with its with how well it's managing it um mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like we're the the uk or or even uh, the usa are, are very close to to turning a corner so i think for now it's important if anyone is showing any signs just shut it down and it, and for the foreseeable future i guess the usa is a bit ahead of us in terms of self isolation and social distancing i think there's uh, a less of a um less of a push on that in the uk at the moment but of course that could all change within hours uh, so yeah it's it's scary time in the world um but i think I think the NBA has done the right thing, and it was one of the first major leagues in the USA to to do anything. Obviously, it had to do something because a player was infected, but I think it did the right thing. And then you saw the domino effect of so many other leagues shutting things down. NCAA March Madness tournament isn't going ahead. Maybe it will go. It maybe they'll reschedule it. Maybe it'll. No, I've seen that. Um, it's cancelled. It's been my ca- is cancelled. It's, it's been cancelled, but I think players who are seniors this year, I think, yeah. I think that they are eligible again. There's conversations about. I, don't, I haven't heard, I haven't seen it announced, but there's definitely conversations as to whether or not they can retain an, an additional year of eligibility so they can compete next year, um, which would, you know, for them, which would be good, but at the same time, f- denies them another year potentially of of earning. A living player. I guess game. I, I guess it's up to them, really, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, certainly, um, you know, some of the some of the top prospects. I mean, you see it more in the in the NBA rather than the, the WNBA, but certainly the top prospects they just go straight into the yeah. NBA. And mm-hmm. uh, but in the WNBA, it, it is getting more that if you are likely to be selected in the top ten, you'll go. But. Um, Certainly, the earning potential isn't as high in the WNBA in your first seasons. Uh, and we saw Sabrina Ionescu, who could have gone number one in last year's draft. She went back and did another, has done it her senior year, and will will probably go number one this year if she mm-hmm. opts to go in the draft. But we'll see what happens. Maybe she'll want to go back and play March Madness. She's she wrote a story about unfinished business last year uh, because they fell short of actually winning the tournament. So who knows what's going to happen? But I think it's absolutely the right thing. And I guess the league is shut down for 30 days now, isn't it? Until... It'll be reviewed in 30 days, yeah. So, yeah. One of the, so immediately, you know, the reaction was, this is the right thing to do. But now the dust has sort of settled. There's There's a, a school of thought that the NBA took too long to act. They tried to... They tried to milk it as long as they could in terms of getting an income, retaining some sort of of you know product essentially. Um, do you think that's fair? Um, I think they did pretty much what every business pro- business for profit does uh, all over the world. Um, they're not the only ones to have kept things going for as long as possible. The NBA it shut down when someone was infected, but. You know, it was only um, hours later um, that uh, that FIBA c- cancelled a bunch of their planned competitions for the next few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and 
before it, FIBA had just said, okay, we're we're postponing this game, we're cancelling this game, we're gonna uh, this game's gonna go ahead, and they put a bunch of games behind closed doors. So they weren't the only ones. They you know all of these leagues, they they need to run because if you think about it, it's not just the top players that are being paid. It's not just the owners that are earning money, but it's people in the arena. Um, these are people who rely on these things for jobs. So it's it's a difficult decision because it's it's a difficult look because you're not just doing it for your own profit and your own greed. You are employing people, um, and I I've had a, the opportunity to talk to some uh, some WNBA players in the past few days because a lot of them come over to Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. when the WNBA isn't being played. Um, I've spoken to a lot of them and, you know, a lot of them are concerned about the fact that their season is being cancelled early. That's going to be a lot less pay in their pockets because the WNBA guys, they don't earn as much. Uh, so, and and beyond that, you also have lower tier players. Uh, I spoke to Hannah Shaw, uh, who's a GB international she doesn't play in the WNBA, but she play, She was playing in Italy, northern Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a scary few, uh, scary few days for her because she played. Struggled to get out of the country, didn't she? Yeah, she played a game on the Saturday, uh, and then while they were on the bus leaving, they found out that that team had to go into quarantine and essentially shut everything down. So they they played that game. And on the way back, they were told that that team would no longer be playing. Um, and then one day, it was terrifying. Apparently, they walked into their game and there was loads of people in hazmat suits testing all of them, testing the temperature. So, you know, the, even though the NBA took took its time, I think leagues all over the world and businesses all over the world were taking their time because it just went like that, didn't it, really? It was so quick. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing that made me, you know, I, I'm one of these people that j- tends to cope with things with an element of humour. Um, and yeah. if I could, if, if so, if I could use a, a meme at this point, it would be the Anchorman. Well, that escalated quickly because you know a week ago the original guidelines coming out from the NBA was you know no more high fives, guys, use fist bumps. And then <laughs> one week later, nothing. We are done. Yeah. This game does not exist for the foreseeable future. Um, it. <laughs> It's just it's it's crazy how quickly things escalated. It went from just oh we'll see what we can do to no no done this this is over. And of course um, the announcement that it was Rudy Gobert went down like a, a ton of bricks because what on Monday was it he was uh, he was uh, in the in the media um, press conference and and was touching the microphones again dealing with it with a with an element of humor and ultimately creating more of a a stir than he perhaps would have done any other way and it's you know there's no way we know whether or not he contracted it then or whether he passed it on that way at all it's you know you can only speculate there um but it's forever going to be linked to him of course donovan mitchell now has it um a teammate and the stuff came out from the locker room there um your thoughts on rudy and his situation i mean it's (laughs) Hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? It's you, you know uh, we've we we can all look at him and say he wasn't taking it seriously enough. But I, ima- I imagine the majority of people 
who accused him of not taking it seriously enough, were all making jokes about buying mm-hmm. toilet paper. They were all making jokes about, uh, about you know, if if someone in the room coughs, they said, oh, coronavirus. You know, there's the, mm-hmm. everybody does it because it's a way of dealing with the situation. And I've seen, I saw one tweet, I, oh, I forget who it was now. Um, I apologize for not uh, not citing this correctly, but... One of the reporters was in the room, uh, I think his microphone was there, and he said that he felt that him, Rudy, touching the microphones was sort of a, um, it was a a moment of solidarity. You know, the, okay. the, league, the league had told them not to be near the press, to get some distance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so... so it, this was Rudy's way of saying, "Ah, it's all right. I'm with you guys. You know, we're all in this together." And it was just like it was just it 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 was just a joke. It was just a bit mm-hmm. a bit of fun. And I do feel bad for him. Um, I think he's he's obviously upset a few players in his own locker room, like you alluded to. Uh, Woj had a story that came out afterwards saying that he wasn't that he. He had annoyed a lot of his teammates because he was they, he was going around touching all their stuff and earlier in the week and joking about it. I think it's we've all come to realize how serious this situation is. Um, I think everybody is, you know, yeah. You, there there are the groups of people who went out and stockpiled toilet paper and hand sanitizer and uh, bought all the rice on the shelves and all pasta on the shelves. Um, you know, maybe they were taking it seriously. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're in the right, but it's the 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 rest of us in the world. We sort of have to take things with a pinch of salt and have to have to do things at our own pace. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't think it's entirely fair how badly he's been dragged over the coals because um, I very much doubt he was the only one who was uh, taking this lightly. Yeah, no, I, I think were, he was just the one who's perhaps most public uh, yeah. in the way he's, he's he's been sort of seen to be taking it lightly. Um, certainly, the fact that they're you know anonymous sources are coming out and saying things went on in the locker room. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in at least a few other of the the twenty nine other teams. Um, so obviously, this season's been delayed for at least thirty days. They're going to review the situation at that point. It leaves a few options on the table. Um, yeah. So let's let's sort of bounce some ideas around. What sort of how how do you see the NBA? You know, if if it is possible to save this season, um, and obviously that is not the fundamental, um, you know, the, <laughs> the priority here. The priority here is to, to stem the spread of this virus. Um, but what? How how would you like to see the NBA come back? Are you expecting it to just be okay? We pick up from game sixty four, sixty five, or whatever you were on before. We just push everything back by thirty days or so. Or are you of the mind of you know what? Let's let's cut the regular season here. Start with playoffs in mid April and go from there. What you know, or, or any other option? I mean, yeah, no, nobody knows at the moment, do they? Piers. Yeah, but what would you like to see? What, what no, no, yeah, yeah, I, I know it's um, it's very difficult to say because it depends on when they come back. Um, if it's thirty days, if we shut down for thirty days, that's the equivalent of what twelve games, something in that region. Uh, maybe mm. some slightly less, some slightly more. Most teams only have fifteen to eighteen games left. So mm-hmm. if we come back straight after thirty days, then 
personally, I think we could do a... You know that we've been toying with that 7 to 10 play-in tournament. Yep. I think, you know, those that those 7 to 10, those are the ones who mo- will be possibly most aggrieved um, for the season just ending. Mm-hmm. So Because they may have stood a chance to get into the, those final playoff spots. So I think let them play it out. Um, the teams with the higher seed have, have the home court advantage. One game play in. Uh, if you win one game, you're, th- you're through and you're in those final spots. The rest of them, I think you just need to... You just need to crack on with the playoffs because while NBA owners and governors or whatever they want to be called these days, while they, <laughs> while, they, yeah. while they are very keen to obviously make as much profit as possible, I was listening to Mark Lazary uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks um, on uh, Howard Beck's podcast and he was saying, no, let's let's do it. Let's, let's do all the 82 games. Well, actually... In some instances, I actually prefer the play, the um, the Olympics, and I would I would mm-hmm. prefer to see the Olympics go ahead rather than a delayed uh, a delayed NBA season. Because I think the you know just just personally, I I enjoy international basketball, but also the Olympics is a greatest celebration of of all sport. Even though a lot of non basketball sports suck, you know, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, um, you, you know, we can't be selfish about this, Mike. So, uh, I think it's important to 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 do the Olympics if we can because actually it could be a coming together of the world. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we just dodged a bullet, you know. I yeah. think that I think that might be nice for the world, um, rather than all the greedy owners just getting as milking as much money as possible. And also, if Let's let's be real here. It's, it's not going to come back straight after thirty days. Yeah, you're going to need some kind of pre, you know, like warm up schedule, exhibition schedule, just to get your your feet back under you. These guys aren't even practicing together at the minute. Well, well, not just that. I don't I don't think the plan is to bring them back after thirty days. The, my understanding of the statement is that they are going to assess at thirty mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's when you need to sort of figure out logistics and make some decisions. Mm-hmm. So. I don't personally also I don't see them being in a position to when you so I've been doing a, tr- trying to do a little bit of reading about this I, I this is where I absolutely say I am no expert in the matter but um, I've, <laughs> I've also spoken to one of my friends um, uh, on the basketball team I coach uh, Tom Nibs he's been helping me out with this a little bit um, but it can take anything up to two to 14 weeks for the worst stages to pass. Now, 14 okay. weeks is a long time. Uh, it's essentially, well, it's more than three months, isn't it? China, once they found out that there were a few cases start, starting to spread, they basically shut down the country for 50 days and they poured hand sanitizer everywhere and basically wash down everything you can um and everybody the, the whole world was was the, the, the whole country was stopped mm-hmm. and then only now this past like day or two they've said oh we, we we're getting a grip on this you know things are starting to turn for us now that's 50 days plus a few days before that when the the virus started spreading i think the uk and the usa we're well behind China, not just in terms of the timelines, but also the the seriousness that both countries have taken it um, mm-hmm. since it started. 
So I actually think it's going to be, you know, 60 days, maybe more, before we're actually at a stage where we can start getting out into big public areas like basketball games again. That's just my my theory. Um, obviously, I'm no expert on the matter. In which case, I think we're, that's going... Where are we now? We're in March? So, yeah, we're still in March. <laughs> so, About halfway through. <laughs> so that takes us up to halfway through May, at least. Um, which, which would be is, would, end, of the, end of the second round. Just yeah. Before the conference finals, really. Well, maybe even start of the conference finals. Exactly. So then what does the... If we go straight into the playoffs, what does the playoffs look like? Mm-hmm. It'd be maybe first couple of series, best of three, then last one, best of five, something like that. It's We just don't know enough information, but I'd like to see them play the playoffs and if and maybe sort out those first, first you know, seven through ten. See if we can get some sort of tournament just to settle that a bit. So if, if we did, if things were done differently... Um, would you place an asterisk on the season? Um, you know, like they did in the '98-'99 one when uh, a certain San Antonio franchise. Hold won on, there. hold on, hold on. No, that's that's not an Because <laughs> you, you could also place an asterisk on when when was the other one? When was the other lockout? Oh, well, the other lockout. I want to say 2007 off the top of my head, but I can't remember. Yeah, there was, there was another one, wasn't there? With it, but they still played about 70, 70 odd games. This, you know, so, sixty games. I think it was. Was it sixty? Oh, there you go. Not the fifty, though. No, it, no, no. Because <laughs> the Matumbo finger went coming out. No, 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 no. Let's, no. let's not get into this because actually, because yeah. because actually, we, we ended up like actually winning, like you know, four against of, an eight seed. We we. <laughs> we, we, ah, I can't believe you riled me on that. Sorry, I, I <laughs> but, had to had to get that in. But sorry, carry the, on. Um, I I think there there will be an asterisk on it, um, mm. because you know because anything can happen um, in the playoffs as we've seen time and time again, um, especially uh, and the the teams that will want to do it most perhaps are those seven to ten teams. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but you know, the the Clippers, they've been on a bit of a roll recently. They may have uh I don't know whether they would have caught the Lakers in the final two or three two or three um weeks of the regular season. But I think there are there there is still a lot to play for. So I think there will be a lot of people annoyed if the season just shuts and goes straight into the playoffs. But but if we if we do the playoffs later and then we do and we try and cram it around the Olympics and then we go straight into another season, I think that's I, I think people I think we need to think long term. You know, there might be some complete reassessment of how how the the season works and how, how logistics work for a season going forward after this. We we could see some big changes to come, I reckon. Yeah, well um they just they just had the Sloan Sports Conference and yeah. uh, Hawks CEO Steve Coonan um, pushed the idea of moving the seasons back to well moving the season a couple of months back so we start around Christmas time run through till sort of you know July August time uh, which is not obviously his original idea we've heard it lots of places before um, do you see any value in doing something like that in terms of you know we've gone through 
a season. I get that it's a single season across, well, um, 70-odd in NBA history where we've seen um, viewership reduce, retract. Do Do you think the NBA should even be considering not directly competing against the likes of the NFL? No, I, I I think the the league needs to adapt a little bit. Um, not because I think there's anything wrong with it. I think there's a number of reasons why the viewership is down. The, yeah, you know the we can we can go into if you want, but um, I think I think the peaks and the valleys throughout the re- regular season they've always been the same. You've always had a bit of a you know, when the season first tips off, you always have a bit of a flurry. Then it dips down up until Christmas. And then after Christmas, up until the sort of trade deadline, that starts to get a bit busy. Then it dips off again. And then final push to the playoffs and then the playoffs. That's just how the season has always gone. Mm-hmm. I do... Th- and and with that setup, I think it's it's risen to where it is, which is it's not beating NFL, but I think it's in a much better position than it was you know when we first started watching the 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 league so i would i would like to see them assess it i'd like to see perhaps different tournaments to peak interest at different times um well, so you you're up for this in season tournament yeah well i don't think we necessarily need to i don't think we necessarily need to stop gameplay um to, to sort of set up a completely different structure. Mm. I think we can sort of do it. Like we, we've had debates in the past about whether or not, um, you know, whether or not the sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not conferences, divisions matter. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think, they you don't, know, but carry uh, on <laughs> again, not, not the time for that. We're one. Not, we're but, not really um, <laughs> but I think that that's something that we could look into, you know, we could make, make divisional tournaments and um it sort of have it so rather than taking huge chunks out of the season you can still have that 82 game setup if you want but um but for two weeks you're only going to play people in your division at at one point of the season you know or so, something along those lines and and in my mind uh one of the ideas i had written of um that I think we published on double clutch I can't remember um but it was having that two week period and then all the winners of that um of those divisional tournaments then go into a tournament later in the year um yeah. and one of my ideas was other leagues around the world so the the basketball africa league um perhaps even some euro league teams could have a similar setup so whoever is that winner from that initial so you're talking like tour- a Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then whoever is the winner from those initial divisional type tournaments could then have a bigger, you know, a, a bigger tournament later in the year. Um, I I quite like that idea, and I do think the NBA needs to adapt because it is losing a little bit of interest. I think that's just because of life, you know. I think. Get a, Possibly all all leagues are losing a little bit of viewership and interest because there's because, more choices out there. Yeah, there's more not, choices. Not just sport, sport, sport. Not just sport. There's, you know, you know what I mean. We've got all these on-demand services that that they take up your attention more than they used to. You're not just 
you know, quote unquote, forced to watch what's on in front of you. Um, and certainly for, for, for us, we get more NBA because it's on demand. And these are like the American viewership figures, whatever, like it doesn't take account for things like cord cutting. And I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from. The, the, there's something that could be done to freshen up the format, which has been in existence for, for so long. Um, I think so yeah. I think the moment you say this is the way it's always done, that's the moment you're losing the battle. Really, I think you need to keep re-energizing something. Um, d- just like with the All Star Game, they they tweak it every so often, and and this year it worked. It might not work in a couple of years' time. We might get bored of it, so tweak it again. I think you know start to think about doing that with the season now. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's certainly this this year, well, the, the nineteen twenty season um, on court has been pretty good barring good. injuries but in terms of you know Adam Silver's tenure certainly this is the toughest season he's ever had and obviously he entered the league um I want to say 2014 uh at the same time the Donald Sterling scandal yeah. um in terms of what's happened this year though is this potentially the worst season in NBA history because if you look at what, what we've got, we've had we had Chandler Parsons go down and well go down banned for twenty five games in the summer for PEDs. Um, the season started with the Daryl Morey tweet and everything that kicked off in China. Then you had uh, DeAndre Ayton go uh, twenty five game ban for a diuretic. You had John Collins twenty five game ban for uh, a PED. Um, then there was all the officiating, the James Harden dunk. Uh, lots of officiating issues throughout the season. You then obviously had David Stern's tragic passing in, in early January, followed by um, Kobe Bryant later in the same month. Um, so it's it's been a horrific season, and now we've had coronavirus just completely put a put a halt on the league for 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 the foreseeable future. I can't I can't think of another year which has experienced so much. Um, you know, off off court issues that have, have have impacted a sports league. I think off court, you're you're probably right. Um, I think on court, we've seen some of the best product I I can remember. I mean, you, you know, obviously the Golden State Warriors have been the crowning glory of the NBA in the past few years on court. Um, but actually, there were some elements of the league that was quite poor in in recent years. Um, huge discrepancy in east versus west uh and um just the league trying to come to terms with the fact that you had a bunch of big guys who couldn't do anything and were being played out of the league but i think this year we've seen that flipped a little bit we've seen a bit more parity we've uh we've seen big guys coming to the fray a little bit more um i think there's a and not just those, you know. There's there's been a ton of good things. They, you, the Golden State Warriors aren't aren't dominant like they were once were. So everything is up for grabs. Everybody's fighting for that top seed. Milwaukee Bucks are doing incredibly well. The Lakers are brilliant. Um, but you've got a lot of other teams vying for position and trying to get into the playoffs. It's it's exciting basketball. But off court, yeah, you you might be right. I mean. We, I think even you might be slightly too long, young to um, <laughs> to, to remember, like uh, cheers. <laughs> you know, like the NBA ABA merger in nineteen seventy six. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah the, I'm, I'm definitely what, too young to remember that. <laughs> that that was um, that was 
a year when when both leagues actually both leagues were sort of ready to collapse because one couldn't outperform the other so they ended up merging one into the other so that was obviously a good thing that came out of it but um then you had a bunch of drama with um i can't remember the exact details but one team had the had the rights to um dr j julius irving but then they didn't want to pay to join the the league or something, so um, so the, was... the the Nets had the rights to Doctor J, but they owed I think I want to say four or five million in territorial. Um, That's it. Money to the Knicks. They offered Doctor J to the Knicks, and the Knicks turns out are historically but you know make poor decisions and said you know what no we won't take Doctor J. Uh, you can keep him. We'll rather have the the ex you know four or five million. So they then sold him to Philadelphia. Um, I remember it like I was there. I definitely wasn't. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is that like that time, and also when you think of the the amount of cocaine that was being taken during that time, yeah. and uh, the the which explains the pace of the game, um, <laughs> <laughs> and the and, and the racism that was you know that I think yeah. it's, it's a different yeah. time, so we we can't yeah. really judge it. But certainly in recent memory, it has been the 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 off course stuff has been mm-hmm. horrific. It's been. Yeah one drama to another which it which is obviously great content um for people like us but at the same time some of these things have been quite horrific you know yeah no, massively uh, n- none of us wanted great content from from kobe's passing or david no. stern's passing or or uh, you know an international war that almost happened between the u.s and china at the start of the season these these are not uh, these aren't positives are they it's no it's quite scary yeah, so let's 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 move back to something more positive then. So if let's say if the season he says and then says let's say if the season ends now. So let's say if the season ends now, um the NBA would still have to do awards. It has to, surely. So let's let's go through based on what we know now, what we think the awards would go to, uh, who they'd go to. So let's start with um MVP and uh, for me it's it's still Yanis. I don't think LeBron has caught him. Is that the same with you? Yeah, so I'm sort of spoiling my uh, my column for next week. Um I, I am going to sort of do a a final. Well, at the moment, what we think might be. Well, a fi- you don't have to give your answer if you don't want to spoil the call. No, no, you no. Can, no you it's, can it's, hold it. it's quite all right. I'm, I'm sure they're very different audiences. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think I think LeBron ha- had momentum going into this. If with Giannis going down with an injury, I think he was only due to miss a couple of games, but. You know, getting towards the end of the season, do you want to rush him back? Is it worth just leaving him out for a few extra games to make sure that there's no residual stuff or against weaker opponents? So he may end up, he might have ended up missing, I don't know, uh, seven games, something like that. If that was the case, LeBron was on such momentum that he may have actually caught him. I think there is a possibility that it could have done. That being said, we can only judge on what has happened so far and what has happened so far is Yanis has wiped the floor with mm-hmm. the rest of the yeah. NBA and and he's still the MVP yep. for me. Uh, no disagreement from me there. Uh, defensive player of the year. So this was a, a bit more up for grabs. Is there anyone in particular that, that jumps out? For, for me, I'm going with the guy with the biggest heart and the most hustle in the league, Marcus Smart. Uh, that's, 
Who do you think you, I was going to say? You just, you just, you just trying to get all the hundreds of Celtics fans that we have just, uh, just. Oh yeah, you know what? That's that's three pods in a row now being complimentary to the Celtics. So you know what? No, let's let's <laughs> give Yanis the double. <laughs> I I think Yanis is is well with it, within a shout. I think someone who might not win the award but certainly deserves a first team nod in my opinion is Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. I think he's been excellent this year. Um, Perhaps he's... Well, I think he's been on that sort of Marcus Smart level. He's been such a pest all year. I don't think many people... Even though they're the defending champions, I still don't think enough people have actually watched Toronto Raptors this year because we really don't see enough of them mentioned. But they've got the third best record in the league. Um, And he is... He's leading them in win shares... Uh, that the team in winches, he's second in scoring. He's only uh, throughout his career, he's only actually scored, uh, averaged more than twenty points twice. And I think he's at nineteen point seven this year or something. Uh, so it's his mm-hmm. third highest scoring season. Now I know that you know twenty points per game is is not exactly MVP level, and is certainly not a defensive stat. But I just think he's and. It, he continues to be that that annoying short guy in the post that you think, ah, oh, just you know, mouse in the house. Here you go, give me the ball, and you just can't move him. You just can't score over him because he's just such a pain in the ass. I I think he I think he deserves first, a first team nod um, for for okay. defensive team, but I think possibly, I think it's possibly Yanis, maybe Anthony Davis. He's he's played some yeah. good defense this year, but yeah, I would I would give him the, the double. I'd give Giannis the double. You give him the double. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rookie of the year. It's got to be Jar, isn't it? It's got, it's got to be Jar Morant. At this point, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think it was going to be closer than people assumed it would be, but body of work so far. Yeah. Zion just doesn't have time to catch him. Um, coach of the year. Again, because nobody really expected the Toronto Raptors to do as well as they've done this year. Um, you know, they lost. Let, let's be real. They lost probably the best player in the, probably the best player in the league last year. Um, he, you know, he didn't play the whole season. He played whenever the hell he wants. But he is arguably the best player in the league when he plays. They also lost Danny Green, who was like he could have been on a on a second all defensive team last year. Um, and he is a great three point shooter, obviously. Um, and actually, he's learnt to play off the dribble a bit more in recent seasons. He's a very good player as well. They lost two huge pieces, and yet they have the third best record in the league. They're right up there. I think Nick Nurse is is running away with it, personally. You've got no argument from me. Just where everyone thought they'd be at the start of the year, l- losing, like you say, like one of the best, if not the best player in the league last year. They lost him. And he's creative. He's, you know, he... He watched. He came over here. He played. He he coached the BBL and learned how to do you know box plus one and uh, and, <laughs> and three two zones and you know he's he's taken and no teams know what to do against it over in the NBA and people might say that it's not real basketball but I tell you why it's working so um you, you know the same people that say it isn't real basketball are the same people that think Harden 
is the best player in in the league. So I think he is the best player in the league. Oh, okay, okay, right. You put okay. I see what I see. What demographic you're sniping at now? Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I I like James Harden, but um, me, me and me and Nick Whitfield we uh, we differ on uh, on on how much praise to give him. I think, um, but yeah, I think he's I think he is possibly has the mantle for the best coach in the league generally at the moment. I think mm-hmm. Pop has slipped off a little bit. Um, he's obviously still up there and and can probably outcoach most other coaches. Um, you obviously have Eric Spolstra and Rick Carlisle, but Nick Nurse is Nick Nurse could be one of the great coaches in the next few years that we end up putting up on a pedestal, you know, in the history of the game. I reckon. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'd like to see more than you know two seasons work before I go that far. But he is certainly innovative, um, unafraid to try new things, and. It's just able to, to get the best from from guys you would never even mm. have heard of in most other franchises. Um, and he's able to just get Ws. He he puts you know he's dealt with significant injuries yeah. across that roster this season, and they're still right up pa- there. Pascal Siakam and uh, and Kyle Lowry, both of them have only played fifty two and fifty three games respectively. You know they they've missed a good. A good chunk of time, not just from them, but from the whole team. Yeah, the backers missed time. Um, Gazol's missed a, a huge chunk. Um, okay, this one's going to be a lot more open, I think. Uh, sixth man of the year. So I didn't really have an answer for this one. So what I'm just going to do is just chat about one of my favourite players in the league. And that's TJ oh, McConnell, <laughs> right? TJ oh, McConnell is a less talented white Chris Paul <laughs> he I didn't think you were going Chris Paul. That's He okay. comes on and he just barks orders at whoever's on. He is basically the perfect point guard for when it when you don't have a star on the floor because he you, you remember what JJ Barea was like a few years ago when he was basically the only guy helping Dirk. Um there was there's just he he comes off the bench and he sort of points everybody in the position. There's no other good players on the floor, and they they've been without uh, the the Pacers have been without um, a fully healthy Victor Oladipo and also Malcolm Brogdon at different times this this season. So they can just he can just go in and you know that he's not going to turn the ball over very much. He's not going to make too many mistakes and he'll make the right read on offense and on defense. If there's an opening in the lane, he will go for it. He he isn't a, a, a world-leading shooter, but he can hit a three. And he is one of the best passes, I think, most underrated passes um, in, in the league. I, I think he's incredible. And the fact that he gives up so much height but plays with so much tenacity, I yeah, he hasn't got the the numbers to be... A sixth man, but in my heart, he's sixth man of the year. <laughs> oh man, I was I was not expecting that. Although you have professed many love for him, um, people like Dennis Schroeder deserve a shout. I think they've been yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, in fact, that whole OKC team has just been, you know, and that's a, that that situation is another one like the Raptors, where you did not think that team would be this good at this point. Um, 
other guys. Lou Williams is been the name that gets thrown out every year, but he's just not had the re- yeah. he's not had the numbers this year. He's not even going to get them now. Montreal um, Harrell obviously is taking away some of the the shine from him. I've even seen people talking about Derek Rose, who for me just doesn't cut it at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've generally. I sometimes let my personal bias of Derek Rose slip in. I don't. I I'm not the biggest fan of him, but but I just don't see that he's done enough this this no. year. He's he's played well. He's he's had a good career after so many bad injuries, um, and I'm I'm pleased for him from that respect. But I just don't think he's. Yeah, I, I don't think he necessarily deserves it. Uh, based on his play this year, um, I like Lou Williams. I again, I don't. I think he's slipped off a little bit. I think earlier in the year, my choice would have been Montrezl Harrell. I think um, he's become he's become a better post player. He still only has like one or two moves, but they're usually productive. Um, he's become a good passer, and people often say that he's a bad defender. I think I think he's pretty damn quality on that end of the. I, I think he's often the victim. Um, because he's normally the person getting dunked on, or he's normally undersized he's, rim he's, protector. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's and he's and he's normally the help rotation, and then nobody covers his help. Um, I don't think that's his fault. I think he's he's usually making the right play most of the time. Um, but yeah, his, his scoring is way up this season. I think I think he could be in with a good show. Okay, uh, most improved. I've I've heard noise. Suggesting Luca should be considered for this. He's not my pick, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, there's those players every year, isn't there? I mean, I think in Steph Curry's second MVP season, someone said, "Oh, we should give him, we should give him the most improved," you know. And then, and then, who was it? And of course, you know, you've got to consider Harden in that case because because his points have gone way up. It's but. And Luca's the same, but I think uh, maybe I'm a bit biased because I actually really like this guy. But maybe he's just like I, I sort of almost expected. Maybe not entirely what he's achieved this season, but I think I expected him to take another step up this year because last year he was the phenom that a lot of Americans weren't expecting because. Because they don't watch European basketball, but um, yeah, I think that that first year he really learnt the ropes. He came into this season with a slightly better uh, NBA body, um, and he's got a better player alongside him this year. Uh, in in Chris Stapps, he's not f- fully returned to the level that he was, but he's certainly in the past few weeks he's been playing incredibly well. I think. Uh, I think it's worth a shout, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Though I don't necessarily have a better answer. So for for me, it's it's Bam Adebayo. I just think he's just actually been, yeah yeah you're right on that one. Just just Bam, become a Bam force. Is and he's and he's plays a little bit like um he's got a bit more height and he's got a bit more length, um. But he plays a little bit like sort of Draymond Green did in those in those peak Golden State years, where he'll bring the ball up occasionally. He'll you know he'll grab a rebound and just go, and he'll almost set up the offense. And that's something that I really like about him. He he's 
played excellent defense against Yanis, against uh, uh, Anthony Davis. He where he gives up height as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it, he can really shoot the three. I think he's. I think he's incredible. Yeah, that's that's a very good shout. I, I'm I'm on board there. Cool, that's good. Um, so not much left to cover now. So we've potentially got a lot of free time on our hands. What are you going to do with yours? Um, so I downloaded. I'm very lucky. I've got a very basic Sky package, and it, they've. I think they're. Uh, I think they're responding pretty well to the fact that they know a lot of people are going to be working from from home. Uh, so they've they've put up all the sort of a bunch of different um, US comedy series that you can download and stuff. Uh, so today I downloaded Thirty Rock. Okay. Um, so I'll I'll probably plow through that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and um, watch some old games as well, like because I do enjoy watching. I mentioned it uh, a couple of days ago, but I do enjoy watching that 2014 final. <laughs> that was just a good year, wasn't it? Almost needs um, an asterisk by it. Uh, <laughs> no. um, yeah, it'd be, it, some old games would be good. Uh, it's definitely on my list. I'm gonna go back and try and watch some of the games I missed from this season because you just, yeah. it's just impossible to keep on top of them all. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, uh, check out On the Shoulders of Giants, which is uh, Kareem oh, yeah. Abdul-Jabbar um, documentary about the, the Harlem Renaissance uh, basketball team. So about oh. 1939. It is really good, really well put together. My favourite scene was the opening scene, which is basically, um, trying to think who's in it. There's um, so obviously Kareem's there, Bill Russell, Jerry West... Um, a couple of others. There's someone from the Bulls there. I want, can't remember who it is. Might, might be. No, I can't remember who it is. But anyway, they, they're talking about who, the, what the greatest team was ever, essentially. And then That's cool. it introduces the story of of the team that no one's heard of, the Harlem Renaissance, and and basically their story. It's a, you know, it's a time when jazz was exploding. There was still sort of real racial tension and, and prejudice and lynchings and things like that in the country. Um, so some pretty harrowing bits, but it's a fantastic documentary definitely if if you are looking for stuff to check out that is one i'm talking to people listening and watching now um yeah other than that i've still not finished the last season of stranger things because the nba tipped <laughs> off so i'm gonna go back and watch things that, like that's that. the thing like you you you're cut from the same cloth as i am and i'm sure a lot of our listeners are um like when the NBA season is on, I just <laughs> I just yeah. sort of tune mm-hmm. out of pop culture for a few months, and uh, and even in the summer it's becoming harder because I've I've been following the WNBA so much more in recent seasons. I feel like I've I've missed a, a lot from the past three years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, and yeah, pretty much since Game of Thrones ended, I've sort of just tuned out of all pop culture. Um, so it'll be good to catch up on that. I've been watching a bit more BoJack Horseman recently. Okay. I don't know whether you watched oh, yeah. that. That's watch, good fun. I've, I've managed to keep up to date with that because it's such a nice short series. Yeah, it's useful, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I've also uh, got some books that I'm going to be reading. Um, the uh, one that I've, I've, I'm very keen to start now. I'm currently reading Malcolm Gladwell's book, but yep. once I finish that off in the next you few said days, that was now, the new I'm, book he did, wasn't it? Strangers. Uh, talking, talking to talking strangers. strangers, yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. I must say. Have you read Outliers? Um, no, I haven't read that one. Out, it's good. I found Outliers very, very good. A lot of basketball ideas in that as well, though. But um, yeah, Outliers, okay. is, I thought it was very, very good. Check, definitely check that okay, out. Okay, I'll I'll check that one. Um, no, I got I got Shoe Game from a friend. Yeah. 
um, is it shoe game? Shoe dog. Shoe dog. Yeah, yeah shoe dog from a from a friend. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have a read of that one. Have you got that one? Oh yeah, he says hitting his microphone. I'm just uh, popping that out for the camera to see. Just digging it out of my books. There you go. That one. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, I'm mate. looking forward to, the, to reading that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good book actually. Like the, the the story, the origins of Nike. I'm not going to spoil it spoil it for you. Um, yeah. but let's just say there's a couple of companies out there who missed out big time on what he could bring to the table. Um, so there's a lot of things to be getting on with. There's a couple of books I want to read. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's um, it came out last summer and I started it and got about three. There we go. Uh, Range, which is about uh, early specialization versus generalism, generalization and how that affects okay. success levels, um, which is really quite a weird uh, twist, uh, but and a really weird tangent to take. Um, so on that note, we should probably finish. But um, just yeah. before we do... Uh, give a quick shout out to Basketball England, who did an article this week yeah. about the best uh, podcasts in the UK to listen to for basketball, and we made the list, which we're very grateful and humbled, um, you know, for for putting this in there. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate people listening, and we'll keep putting this together. Um, if, like I said at the start, if you are not following us on social media, it's at Double Clutch UK. Uh, email us admin at doubleclutch.uk, and the website is www.doubleclutch.uk. Um, anything before you, we close it off, or are you good to go? Well, I think it's going to be yeah. I think the the content is obviously going to take a slightly different twist in the next few weeks. I think we've got a few plans um, that we're putting together for some more evergreen content. I know Josh is planning a couple of um, a couple of basketball movie podcasts, and uh, a couple of us were talking about doing a, a Vince Carter career re- retrospective. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so even though we're not going to be obviously talking about the latest storylines in the games because because there's only going to be one storyline in the next few weeks, um, uh, you know you you can be sure to tune in to hear some good good basketball content from us. Yep. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep listening. We will keep putting stuff out there. Um, on that note, thank you very much for listening uh, to this episode, and we'll catch you soon. Peace. <laughs>